Welcome back to B-Side. My name is Bruno and I'm the owner of the Plus Noir imprint. Today I'll take you through some of my favorite B-Sides from the most overlooked releases of the label of the past nine years. Jesus, nine years. <laughs> Time flies. This means I won't be playing any of the obvious B-sides from the releases by bigger artists like Petre Inspirescu or Fumiya Tanaka, but focus instead on records that aren't so known or records that were released in the past five years. I won't be following any particular order, but I will make sure to give you a little background on each record that I'll play. I'm starting with the B-side of one of my favorite new releases on the label. This is taken from Polymorphs 20. This was a double album by the excellent producer Peter F. Spies. You're listening to the B3 track, it's called Glass Blanket. For those who don't know, this album is called Polymorphs 20 because it's the sequel to the classic Crystal Polymorphs. It has tracks old and new that were produced over the past 20 years. There are still some copies available at Yoyaku Distribution, so if you like what you're listening to right now, the album has 12 of them and they are all very good. Crystal Polymorphs is now 20 years old. It was released on the, the now defunct Klang Electronique in 2001. I considered it to be an essential album for any collector, especially for the ones looking for minimal music done with a lot of class, heaps of character. Just for the track Sleazy Jazz alone, this record should never leave your back. Peter is an outstanding producer, he's an excellent person. I'm really lucky to have him as a friend and also as a producer on the label. Love you, Peter.
let's go back in time to 2013. It was the label's first birthday and I decided to do a little various artists. Um, it had music from friends and producers I admired and I decided to throw in a track of my own on the B-side of the first record. So this is my track, Star Plus Flash. And shamefully, this was and still is my only release on my own label. I don't really know why. <laughs> Time just passed and I never really focused on having my music on the label. Um, Plinoach was never really about my music, but more about the music that I actually liked. Then as I was growing up and changing, I was never happy with what I had and, and probably there was a certain degree of pressure um, as the label owner to release something that is appropriate and it was never the right time. Um, I'm finding my way, I promise. from the VA Prunoir Year One and it has 12 tracks from 12 different artists. It was distributed at the time by Intergroove. This was, I think, the last release I did with them before uh, Intergroove closed. Some copies floating on Discogs. This comes um, three records, gatefold. Enjoy.
fast forward to 2018. This is the B-side of the EP titled Short Stories for Tall People by my dear friend Anesti Gomez. Anesti is from Greece and he was one of my favorite DJs and producers at the time. He stopped DJing since a while now and focused only on making music. He also has a gorgeous project with Lemos called Assumers. They have a really nice EP released on Aeternum from Loris. His EP on Plinoach had a little bit of everything. Ultra reduced music done with a particular style. My favorite track on this release is actually A2. Go check it out when you can. This track is called Super Vixen. This is the B2 of short stories for tall people. Thank you. 
right before Anesti Gomez, I released a double album by a tree. A guy at the time I didn't really know and is currently now my front door neighbor. This track is called Weirdo and it's the B2 of his double album called Pambore. You should read it Pamboli. And it's the name of his super cute dog. The story behind this release is quite peculiar. I was playing at uh, Club de Visionaire on a Saturday afternoon and this nice guy named Florian, also known as Olak Panko, gave me a USB key with his music. He said that inside there was also music from his friend Oli. Olak's music was, was nice and dubby, but, but the music from his friend Oli was what got my attention because it was, it was raw and pumping and slightly weird and somehow sparkly. He, he then put us in contact and we slowly became friends while Oli was still living in Stuttgart. And shortly after he moved to Berlin, uh, soon after this he got me a contact for the flat right in front of him and, and I got the apartment. <laughs> That's how we became neighbors and, and, and close friends. We also shared the studio for some time together with Ish. Um, Oli is getting better and better as a producer. And, and also as a DJ. And you've seen him play at Visionaire. You probably also saw us both as he's one of my favorite back-to-back -back buddies for, <laughs> for CDV in particular. Love you, buddy.
after Honesty Gomez and with some massive delays, I decided to release an EP from a fresh Japanese talent at the time called Yuzo Hiwata. He had moved to Berlin together with his wife Momo. We met randomly at a club, an event of a common friend, and we spoke about Japan, Japanese food, and we clicked and became friends somehow. During our conversation, I, I spoke about my love of Japanese food and the fact that I wanted to have okonomiyaki, and Momo said she could actually cook it from me, um, and there was no place to have this at the time in Berlin. After dinner, Yuzo, also known as Fabio for friends and family, he showed me his music after dinner and I was really surprised by how his music sounded absolutely fresh. Sometime later, I chose three tracks from him of three totally different styles. Uh, I think this release in particular is one of the most underrated releases of the label and probably one of the best. The track you're listening to is Night Train. It's the B1 of his EP called Kiteki. It's a monster dub techno track. Very sophisticated, deeply atmospheric. Bomb. recently became parents. They have a really, really cute baby. Congratulations. Omedeto Yuzo Omo.
to 2014. This is the first part of Couldn't See Too Clear for Edges, which is a 15-minute B-side track of the album with the same name by the German producer, the Marx Trucker. This was the first release I did under a new distribution after Intergroove went bankrupt. Thankfully, Project London helped me out, uh, but the release turned out to be one of the least successful of the label's history, which is something completely beyond me, as, as I think this album is absolutely fantastic. The album has eight very special tracks that only people that own the album and listen to it on a proper sound system completely grasp its scale. Um, you can still find some copies of it in some shops, so I, I cannot recommend it more. The track you are listening to is just the first part of a very long, extremely hypnotic work of a producer with a strong vision and, and uh, just a talent for making dub in ways that I can only think of producers like STL. Last time we spoke, he told me he had stopped making club-oriented music and he's now totally into left-field, experimental, folk, electronica, whatever you want to call it. It's still very good. You should really, really look it out. He's not into social media at all, so for nowadays standard, it's very easy for him to pass unnoticed because of it, but uh, go ahead, look for him on Bandcamp. He's a, he's a true musician and totally worth your time and money. Go, go, Mark. Thank you. 
2016, I had the pleasure of meeting James Dean Brown in person. Uh, we met in the house of Soren, also known as René Audiard. He's the half of Duvet. Um, Duvet was also Prunard release number seven, which came out also in 2016. Me and James Dean Brown, also known as Peter Weiss, which is his real name, we became friends, especially because we shared a common love for Japan. Yellow Magic Orchestra, Ashra Temple, Chelsea Wolf. These were like some of the few things where we connected. Um, 
he shared a lot of excellent music with me and at some point I asked him for music for the experimental media sub-label of Pluma. He gave me two live tracks from his Hypnobeat project. This is uh, appropriately named La Sieste Electropical. It's the B-side of his 10-inch EP on Prinoir Experimental Media as Hypnobeat. James Dean Brown founded Hypnobeat in 1983 with Pietro Incipio, but his project actually evolved and mutated with different artists like uh, Victor Sol, Lars Müller, or even Tobias Freund. Peter's release on Prinoir, though, was done with Elena Hoff. Yes, the Electro Queen. And uh, both tracks are based on improvisations with Roland TRs and tons of effects performed live. The EP is called Les Siestes Electroniques. This release in particular was taken from a live recording of them performing at uh, Les Siestes Electroniques in Toulouse back in 2014. Inside the 10-inch vinyl, you could find a little postcard with a photo of their booth at the festival where you can see at least three 808s and one 707. Um, the whole thing was a blast. And this is a release, obviously, for people who have leanings towards experimental techno constructions. It's, as Peter puts it, this is pure tropical madness, just like an, an electronic storm of sorts in a tropical island. Just massive.
This is the beat two of the last release on the label signed by Shampoo Douglas. The track is called Arobogosta and it's the dreamy conclusion to this very, very good EP from Alexander Folonari and Hubert Lombroso. The EP is called Kepler 66 Hotline. Alex and Huben are some of the most talented people I know. They are, they are just capable of making incredible music. I was going to, to actually release a triple album divided into three styles. So one was minimal, the other left field house and the last one electro. But unfortunately I had no funds for such investment at the time. And, and we decided um, to release just one EP for now. But, but in fact, this EP was on par with their current creative vision and also my own because this was exactly where I wanted to take the label at the time. And this is what I want to explore from now onwards, um, which is a bit more open than before. Kepler 66 Hotline is part of a fantasy narrative that they created. Uh, it features four tracks that explore the electro genre with, with just immense personality. All tracks are melodic and very personal. They don't sound like anybody else I know, which is again an outstanding feature. The EP was unfortunately released on a terrible time. Um, which was March 2020. If you recall, this was just right when the pandemic was uh, becoming very serious in Europe and, and lockdowns were starting pretty much everywhere. So ultimately this affected the sales, of course, but, but it also means that you can still buy it new on some vinyl shops. So if, if you, yeah, if you find it, just, just buy it. <laughs> we will thank you for this.
Finally, this is probably my favorite B-side of all Pluna B-sides. This is Volkanakin's Attest, and this is taken from his 10-inch EP on Plunoir Experimental Media. And again, this, uh, this is also an incredibly overlooked release. You can still find copies of it on some shops uh, after all these years, probably even at a discount. So it's uh, so if, you, if, if experimental uh, ambient and non-tempo is your thing, just, just, just get it. <laughs> Is, is, a, is a very known name in the European minimal circuit. He's an excellent producer and, and very humble and nice person. If you do live in Berlin, you may find him hovering around Club der Prisoner or Hoppetosse once this pandemic disappears, if it does. Um, and although he's very much into minimal, he's perfectly capable of creating the deepest and most contemplative pieces of music, such as this one. So w when I asked him for his music, I couldn't help but, but have the biggest desire to release him on the experimental sub-label because I think this is pretty much a timeless piece of music. I never got tired of it. I will never get tired of it. So, yeah.
These were my favorite B-sides from all the vinyl I released on the label. As a record label owner, it feels rather unorthodox to say that these are some of my favorite B-sides, but, uh, but to be fair, both me and the label grew throughout these years, of course, and there was a certain degree of change happening in me throughout the years, um, like I was growing with the label. This makes me lean now, of course, towards uh, certain genres more than others. I will say goodbye with a little bonus track. You're listening to Plumeria by Schoen.
This is the last track of the B-side of the Cassette album released in December last year. The whole album is a sonic representation of his dreams, and you feel it right away. Sammy is a master in this. Most people play records here, but I mean, cassettes do also have B-sides. <laughs> Releasing cassette albums is something that I, that I intend to do much more. I find that cassette offers a physical medium with, with very high quality, if recorded properly, of course. But uh, unlike vinyl, each side of the tape can have up to even one hour per side. So, so this means that uh, the listening experience is, is less interrupted than when you listen to albums uh, on vinyl, for example. So, so this makes the cassette probably one of the best mediums to listen to ambient, down-tempo and experimental music, um, because you, you do enjoy it. Well, not talking about digital formats, of course, but uh, owning physical music is, is special. I bought a very good Iowa tape recorder from the 90s last winter, which, which has impeccable sound and, and excellent recording capabilities. The, the Plunoir tapes actually sound very, very good. I'm very happy with this. Um, I cannot recommend it more. The label was extremely slow in general when it comes to releases, um, but this is something I intend to change very, very soon. All of the Plunar releases, they have also um, special artwork. Each release has a different graphical artist, so you're not just collecting the music, you're also collecting the artworks. Each record has the name of the artist that did the visuals on the back, so make sure to check each one of them out. They are all fantastic. The label started in the beginning exactly as this, as a correlation between sound and, and visuals. I usually give the music to, to a graphic artist before the, the cover is actually designed. And we together reach to a conclusion where how it should look and uh, does it really fit the sound or not. So this obviously makes the collection of these records also special if you do enjoy graphics. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. As they say, if you like the music, support the artists and buy the track. <laughs> Buying vinyl is, is, is a great way to support labels, the artists and the record shops. Let's not forget also Bandcamp, which is a one-stop supporting tool for artists and labels nowadays and with the pandemic it was a huge help um, but now more than ever record shops really do need your help so if you're an artist or just a music collector or music enthusiast just go to a record shop when you can uh, as soon as they're open go dig buy records this is the only way for the music business actually to keep afloat without uh, spotify and itunes sharks taking over this thing let's keep it special let's uh, keep it real my name is bruno also known as claymore i'm the owner of the plunoir imprint this was my b-side podcast i wish you a lovely lovely day and i hope to see you soon <laughs>